This is a new one. It's in here. New edition of this podcast that reveals an album and then talks about it. That's what we're doing here. We randomly select from a list, a predefined list of albums important to my life. And yeah, not many personal things to talk about at this point. I feel like last episode was quite heavily there, I believe. I don't remember the Cranberries one. But um, yeah, so I won't, I won't go into anything like that now. One six eight, bitch house. Tree dream is the one that got selected. Um, bitch house thought about it the other day because I was looking. I was actually thinking about the description of my elbow episode. And I mentioned Teen Dream there, so I was trying to remember which albums I mentioned on the description. I was uh, I, I knew about Queen of Denmark and the Southern Saint Kid, and I was I knew there was a third one, but I wasn't sure which one it was. Uh, and then I thought a little bit about uh, oh, Teen Dream, yes, because I discovered them you know, at the same time on a book. So those those were the probably three albums of 2010 that when I saw on the 1001 albums to hear before you die from that that edition they carry those albums uh, Queen, Queen of Denmark from Grant uh, John Grant right and Elbow so I've spoken about two of those so Queen, Queen of Denmark also soon will come uh, sometimes I think about if I should just oh if I if I see a pattern should should I complete that pattern you know should I talk about one more you know Morrissey record or one more Leonard Cohen record you know to speak about discographies in a, in a broader sense but I think the randomizing thing it's it's interesting so far so yeah because of the coincidences as well that I can always. Um, trace right you can always say oh i was thinking about that or anyway uh so and so is similar to this uh, that i've spoken about i'm always finding coincidence with the with the um, with the list because i think that's a list right anyway uh so what we have in beach house <coughs> whenever you see people describing indie in like the state of indie pop in early 2010s you uh, Beach House uh, and this album will definitely be on that um, one of the main artists from that particular era um, it, it can be called a lot of other things as well so the Dream Pop is the one that it's most agreed on I believe I believe it's pretty much uh, a successor of Cocktail Twins is a successor of uh, what else? Some shoegaze stuff like Maisie Star, you know, stuff that goes more to the melodic side of things, not so noisy side of things of shoegaze. Uh, you can trace some um, 
maybe some could be the case that Bjork plays somewhat because she's sort of dream pop as well. I don't know. Um, Bjork is very plural, so she will embrace right uh, many styles. And I believe that Vespertine will probably be the one that's most comparable with this album here. I believe in the same um, uh, sort of themes of autumn and themes of coldness and themes sort of you know like uh yeah it's a autumn like in the case of bjork it could be e even more winter like but i believe autumn should you know they should be feeding i think autumn it's one of the adjectives that um bjork describes vespertine as so i guess that's pretty you know spot on in terms of themes and she has a podcast that speaks about each album haven't got a chance to listen to it yet I, I will probably i'm still preparing myself to that task you know of absorbing bjork although i've listened to post recently and yeah it's a great that's more of a trip hop record right so she embraces like a lot of styles um uh, depending on the album it can be you know she she got more blur i'm speaking more of bjork now but anyway Hope to speak about Bjork in the future. Let's leave Bjork uh, for later and let's focus on, on, on Beach House. So it has all of those traces and those, you can trace all of those comparisons, right? Uh, it has a lot of use of reverb, not surprisingly, you know, you have that uh, main element of the production there. You also have like heavy harmonies borrowed from uh, folk, American folk specifically, the more harmonic sort of like borderline country like stuff like Buffalo Springfield and and some of the birds and some of Be some of Beach Boys as well. Um, some so they evoke those influences and those themes as well on this record. Uh, which is their more bright and more heartwarming record. The other ones, they tend to be more... Um, darker for the most part. I believe they went on a darker route after Teen Dream because it, 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 it shone so bright within this record that, you know, everything in comparison kind of be darker you know by 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 uh again by comparison so um the the album that has seven i believe it, I, I believe the album is called seven uh that's a that's a darker turn that's a more electro pop sort of approach to their style so uh you, ima you imagine uh the density of shoegaze and the uh, ethereal nature of dream pop being combined on one vessel, right? And then it gives birth to, you know, a and you and you put that in a duo, and it's it's a and it has the French element as well with the lead singer, you know, evokes those sorts of uh, feelings also the way that the French handle um like 
how they construct melody and how orchestral they sometimes tend to be, specifically on those sort of um, dream pop, uh, approaching synth pop sort of stuff, you know, and um, speaking more to some other phases of Beach House, not necessarily the one in um, Teen Dream. So maybe coming back to Teen Dream a little bit uh, more. Um, so what what you see happening in the in the in in this particular record, it's a more solar approach to what otherwise could be very dark music, you know. So it's sort of a solar. It's a not solar. It's a total opposite to what like gothic rock or, or got influenced stuff like the cure or the patch mode or that sort of thing is the polar is the polar opposite of that on this record they would become more like those artists later right when they utilize more electronic straightforward electronic instrumentation i believe that synthesizers were always a part of their production but it has that shift in tone you can notice with their discography so let's just grab the, the let's just remember the, uh, the the albums and maybe pull out some lyrics here because I've, I've been enjoying doing some the lyrics idea so they had bloom just right afterwards right and it's a noticeably darker record um, it, it has a, a, at least a similar abstract geometrical figure you know but in a black so the cover of the album describes the feeling in the themes of the album so it's a very orderly uh dark dream pop record that particular one after team dream team dream is the the polar opposite of that so you can compare those both those two there uh, maybe listen to one track of Bloom and then listen to one track of uh, Team Dream. You see the the discrepancy that I'm that I'm talking about there. So and their first record, it's more straightforward, dream pop, um, beginning of the late of the early early two thousands, mid two thousands actually. Wow, that was a what did I just do in there? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what happened. Okay, so I'm describing their whole discography. That's not really the point. Uh, and I don't think they are married, both of them. I'm not really sure if they are together. So let's just grab one. Let's grab Zebra because Zebra, it's a great track. And it's just showing me Zebras now that I clicked on it. Um, come on. Lyrics, yeah. Yeah, the lyrics are very abstract, sort of dreamlike scenarios of um, imagine a dream in the desert, you know, and it's not that hot, you know, but it's still the desert and you're just walking for miles, you know, that's uh, wilderness for miles is one of the one of the one of the lyrics there, one of the one of the verses. I so mild and wise. So you have you have all of those, you know, plays with language that you can expect from from uh, a band influenced by what could be 
um, the Smiths, maybe you know, um, in terms of the structure of of, of lyricism, right? It's uh, it's akin to something like that too, because dream pop developed um, right along with post punk, so they borrow a lot of things from each other and they influenced each other, influenced uh, each other a lot as well. So you can see that post punk is sort of um, Dream pop is sort of like the evolution mid '80s there. So you have the 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 start of Cocktail Twins, and and those are the main influences for Beach House, I believe. So you also have that uh, other post-punk sort of idea getting splashed into this uh, record too. Um, and what else? So it's very, it's very spacious. It's very uh, grandiose, like desert fever dream, you know. But not a very hot fever, just a normal fever. And it can be catchy. It can be quite cinematic as well, you know. It can be dramatic. To it's, it's an excellent. It's a classic by, by, by. Um, dream pop stand, standards, you know, I would say, because it's it's quite of a of a tiny genre, I, I would believe, in terms of the uh, like what's truly really uh, iconic in dream pop, you know, and maybe you you don't want to call things the dream pop as well, although Wikipedia, you know, and they also use shoegaze as a a description there but it's a third description so it's the, like the third element of everything it's like the quoting of the the, the production uh, the hazy sort of like spacious reverb heavy production that's sort of how you, you just call it shoegaze you know but it's not necessarily shoegaze i, I don't think it has uh, enough prominence of 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 uh, distortion to be called shoot gaze. I think it's there is a threshold there, um, but anyway, they they might have been more shoot gaze in the later records or probably at the beginning as well. They could have more aggressive tracks when they were probably younger. Um, but yeah, they have a huge discography. They have a excellent discography. I would say consistent consistent right um no more than four years like it's the biggest gap in here so yeah very very good working band uh very good oh they released 2006 and uh, yeah 2006 was first i never listened to um devotion nor have i listened to um the debut album but i i do know Teen dream bloom and um, think, think, think your lucky stars too. I like those. I like those three quite a lot. Haven't listened to the, to the last one nor the present Sherry ever. Probably should be on the list because I've been developing uh, a habit. Maybe that's the correct forum here, right? To speak about what I've been doing. Uh, let's see how much we have. Fifteen minutes. I think that's that's fair. I think I've I've spoken fairly to the qualities of the record and the qualities of the band as well how they are um, 
position in their respective genres. I they are not from the from Baltimore, which I know it's a very heavy uh, shoegaze. There is a very heavy shoegaze scene, I think, in there. Um, it might have been like sort of like a Seattle for for shoegaze, maybe. Let's see what the main players are. They're Scotland. Okay, so Scotland for sure it's a hot pot for for shoegaze that I know because Jesus and the Mary Chains are also Scottish. And you have English, so it seems to be a more British dominated genre. At least the peak of it was mainly yeah, so they are they are British British movement. Uh and Bitch House, I believe Canadian could be perhaps i don't know i think they are yeah no they are baltimore yeah i just said it okay <laughs> they sound canadian you know they they evoke those sort of like prairie uh full of snow sort of you know that's their sort of their backdrop in a way i don't know if baltimore it's like that i believe uh the wire it's baltimore right so i, I know it's cold at least because i remember uh, some episodes of The Wire and being um, uh, snowy and all that. Uh, okay, uh, let's see if I can see the city here. What's what? Uh, let's just kill some time. Baltimore, yeah. So the same city. Uh, I know that I know another comedian from that city as well. A couple of people actually from the same comedy group, I believe, uh, are from Baltimore, um, and they know a lot of The Wire stuff. Is the um, Adam Friedman? And uh, Nick Mullen as well, and Stav, Stav, Stav Hawkins. They used to have a podcast, which the the name is um, uh, I, I I won't pronounce in here. You know, uh, it's the Come Town guys. They used to have a podcast called Come Town, <laughs> and yeah, uh, very very funny. Uh, and then they split, but one is doing a thing, and the other two are doing another thing. And it's the same city as Beach House. Interesting. So it's sort of like a backdrop of a very snowy city. And this is more rural. It's more uh, desert-like. It's more maybe a snow desert, you know, sometimes as well. So you, you have those uh, themes being, being, being worked on there. Uh, everything that I said there uh, so far. So okay, so I'm, uh, I was about to muse about some, some about my music listening habits. I will just get some water and I'll get you there. Okay, so I'm I'm gonna muse a bit about what has been happening in the realm of my listening habits, <clears throat> which I think can be a good topic for discussion. Maybe for I don't know uh, what that method could bring to someone or to some uh, extent what could be the result of that I don't know uh, or if result can even be you know thought about in that case which I avoid thinking about result for the most part but anyway um, I've, I've been developing the habit of uh, forcing myself right because uh, the instinct of just jumping from one song to the other it's quite tempting and i always had that happening you know because i grew up on a on a 
on a time curve where you know streaming became more prominent as I was you know so I, I did a lot of mp3 and iPods and now Spotify has been the 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 the, um, the main thing since 2017 right uh, so five years now anyway <coughs> so you change a lot between uh, what you're listening to so I've been I've been uh, challenging myself, although it doesn't seem like a challenge for the most part, because you can still um, uh, pause the record and and then you know do something else. But I I, I try to at least listen to in uh, an album in at least two batches of listening. Right, I tend to try to get to the half of it at least the first time that I that I'm uh, either commuting or doing whatever. Or and then I pause it, but then the next thing that I pick up it has to be the the remaining the remaining part of the record, and then that you know gets the uh, the hook the whole completude out of the way there because uh, that you know that that's you you can always do twenty five minutes of a record like you do a TV show or like you do a movie you know and just come back to it and approach it in that sense. So yeah, that's pretty much what I've what I'm what I've been doing, um, listening to an album all the way through, which I did already, uh, obviously, but it's it's way more choppy, right? It's way more. Maybe you listen to to the seventh track or the eighth track, but then the uh, and the album has fifteen tracks or thirteen tracks, you know, so you're missing five there. Uh, so you know, just gotta get you all of them because I, I tend to listen to things in in uh, in the order that they they were put out anyway. Um, very rarely, like there are some very specific artists that I that I um, come back to specific songs and all that. That's that's a more of a rare thing to do. That's a, the usual habit is just starting the uh, the album uh, that I'm more interested in. So um, let's see how that <clears throat> plays into the, and I'm, I'm and I'm not not trying to do necessarily things from this list. Uh, it's overall, you know, it's like the, because if I if I need to uh, develop a um, skill in describing the more broad aspect to an artist on each. Um, and and continue to do so, right? Uh, and and contextualizing the uh, the phase of the record, I need to have uh, the whole scope of someone's discography, you know, in in me in a way, you know. So I, I need to develop that and to compare to other artists as well, and to and to trace those those comparisons, which I do rather find in a normal way, you know, in a normal sense. Uh, but if I force myself to study more in, in, in that regard and finishing an album, so a couple of things that I've been listening to and are part of the, of the roster of records there. Um, the last Paramore album, um, the, the Bjork Post that I already mentioned, I listened to. Um, I listened to uh, Pink Flag because the episode just came out at the time of this recording so uh, i was curious about the record and i i, I had a i had some extra commuting to do so i have listened to it it's a short album it's probably 30 minutes or so 
so yeah those ones you breeze by really really quick like 30 minutes is so 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 easy to 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 get through you know and you can you can get a sense of the of the of the artist idea that in 35 minutes you know usually the last is more and bands bands and artists nowadays not the like total mainstream but uh, like the mid class of of artists nowadays are understanding that less is more so they don't put uh, it's like a like a major pop record like the last paramore album it's 35 minutes i think that's kind that's kind of the norm of the of the uh, non like beyonce or you know rap it's different it's a different beast but pop records you know you can probably say that uh, their rules up it's it's applying more and more uh and now with taylor swift as well but anyway that's uh that's some other uh, other fish to fry there with that one so yeah you have you you definitely have a more global understanding of and, and you select way more right and i need to be capable of making those decisions and and actually coming up with some some um themes of gimmicks for this podcast you know the stuff that i've been speaking about probably in some other platform i believe i had mentioned that on some other podcast maybe the last one i mentioned i believe so yeah i believe that's the case um and that's it pretty much i think 25 it's uh it's a well a very well round number there so i say goodbye to you now and hope to see you later and yeah hope you have your nice life yeah bye